so it's the dr zeus film podcast welcome episode two of the mandalorian is out now for spoiler purposes i can't talk about it what can what can i tell you is that it's going in an interesting direction and that's what disney plus gives us i know that some people are feeling burnt out by disney plus i'm not so much Boba Fett was interesting, as I've told people, and I will reveal it right now. If you slept on Boba Fett, the Mandalorian and Grogu make an appearance. That's why you have to stick with it. I'm revealing that right now. I'm sure it's a spoiler, but it's a year later. It's a year later. Because I think that some people were kind of put off by Boba Fett. It was interesting. But to see Mandalorian and Grogu reprise their roles was amazing oh my goodness what can i say um i mean without revealing everything it's getting interesting it's getting interesting because now we are on kind of a cliffhanger if i could put it in those kind of terms for the mandalorian and where the story is going to go because it's leading up to something He's going back. He's going back to the beginning of his journey. To also, you know, because if you remember the last episode, it was an apostate. And in order for him to fix that, he had to return to Mandalore. And whether he returns to Mandalore or not, I can't tell you. But I can tell you is that the story's going to get interesting because it, it feels like it's leading up to something. That's what it feels like. And um, everyone's spot on for it. You know, um, I will reveal some casting. Uh, Amy Sedaris returns as that wonderful character that we, you know, we knew in the first episode, first season, second season. Um. The second episode is called The Minds of Mandalore. And if you watch The Apostate, then you know Din's journey has just begun. And Grogu is with him all of the way. So this is the third season of The Mandalorian. We've been waiting three years for this. So it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And season four is already in in talks in terms of where they're going to go. And I'm sure there's going to be a season five of the Mandalorian. And, um, I am, you know, my throat is my throat. It has its good days and it has its bad days. And, uh, but I, I love talking about the Mandalorian and I love that character. Some people are like, yeah, are you obsessed with baby Yoda? No. First of all, I love the story of, the Mandalorian and the child, because that's really how it started, okay? And how the inspirations for it, like, you know, uh, uh, was it Samurai Shogun? I think that's what it was. And, and him and the child, and, and there's a samurai with a child, and he's protecting the child. He is delivering the child. And then at the same time, you have the man with no name, you know, the spaghetti westerns. And and delivering what they need to deliver to complete their mission. All all these great warriors have a mission. 
But now the Mandalorian's mission has changed because it was to deliver the child. And now that he's delivered the child, what's next? What's next in the cards for the Mandalorian? And and I think it's his own journey and his own discovery. And, and that's what it is. I am looking forward to, I mean, how many, how many episodes are in this, this uh, season? If we go and we look at it. And by the way, you know, you have to mention the people who work behind the scenes. Um, you know, John Favreau, the director, Dave Filoni, Filoni, Kathleen Kennedy, Colin Wilson, Rick. Uh, oh, God, I wish I could say his name. Let me see here. If I could, you know. Femiwia, um, cinematographer Greg Frazier, Barney Baz, Idon, Matthew Jensen, David Klein, Dean Cundley as the cinematographers for The Mandalorian, the editors, Jeff uh, Seinbenek, Andrew S. Eisen, uh, Dana E. Globerman, uh, Adam Gristel, Dylan uh, Feisershein, um, it's for Link Lucasfilm Disney uh, platform distribution. Um, so yeah, I mean, Mandalorian premiered four years ago on November twelfth, two thousand nineteen. It was nominated for best drama series twice. <sighs> the moment where the Mandalorian takes off his helmet at the end of season two on December eighteenth, twenty twenty. Woo! What an episode. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is such a great series. I love this series and, um, we are going with it. And, uh, the final episode of this season will be on April 19th, chapter 24. So let's get ready. The next episode will be next week, March 15th, chapter 19. <laughs> it's, it's going to get interesting. Um, so yeah, I am uh I am I am looking forward to uh these episodes and uh you know the directors and and bringing these characters of Din Djarin, the Mandalorian and and uh Grogu and and I mean yeah, oh here it is. Uh is a lone bounty hunter with advanced combat skills and questionable moral character to Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, this is this is such a great series, and you know that's a, that's as much as I can talk about it right there. You know, this is uh, Lucas Films, and uh, when you when you're in Lucas Films, how far are we gonna go? Now the Academy Awards are very heavily on my mind. What's gonna happen? No slaps unless the, you know Chris Rock wants to. Announce best picture and then really slap the best picture. <laughs> that would be funny, but you know it's kind of like been there, done that. And I think the rest of the country is tired of the slap. Yeah, they're tired of the slap. So from the apostate to the minds of Mandalore, the Mandalorian is just shaping up to be a very interesting season season three 
and I am all here for it. And it's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Before we end tonight, I wanted to mention all this has nothing to do with The Mandalorian, but it is art, and I am all for art. I wanted to mention that 34 years ago, we lost a very interesting, controversial artist. He, in fact, is the central character of Patti Smith's Just Kids. He was her lover, her muse, and later her best friend. And that was, of course, Robert Maplethorpe. Robert Maplethorpe was born November 4th, 1946 in Queens, New York, and died March 9th, 1989 in New England. Um, and that was 34 years ago. So, you know, Patty Patty Smith talked about it and I believe wrote a thing about it. Um, he very famously did those controversial photos. I don't consider them controversial, but what are you going to do? And um, took the very famous album cover of Horses. Um, yeah. So um, is it, did she, oh, she hasn't put anything out yet. On uh, Robert Maplethorpe. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that. I There's a really great documentary on Maplethorpe. Uh, from HB. I have it. In fact, I have it in front of me. It's so funny. I always have my films in front of me. Um, Maplethorpe. Look at the pictures. From 2016 HBO. It's a really good documentary. Very informative. Um, yeah, but back to the Mandalorian, um, what can I tell you without giving the farm away? <laughs> um, let me see, what can I do? Well, though, I mean, you know, and at the same time you have The Last of Us and you have, um, <laughs> I mean, it's been fascinating. It's been fascinating, and um, that I I think we're all happy that uh, Pedro Pas Pedro Pascal has finally <sighs> has finally risen in the ranks. Uh, this is this is such a a time for him. I think we are all happy for him. And um, let me find ah. Uh, Here's a here's an interview. It's not a one piece suit. He's wearing pants. Being a Mandalorian's not just learning about how to fight. You also have to know how to navigate the galaxy. That way, you'll never be lost. When you think about the visual experience that audiences have when they watch the show, it's hard to imagine that you would get such a clear impression of how sophisticated those visuals are uh, on the day when you're shooting it. But you can't imagine, for example, the first episode of season two when we meet this really amazing Blade Runner-esque urban environment. I can't think of a time in Star Wars where you felt like you were in a real city. We're 
have this immaculate set that's built and surrounded by the volume, which creates, you know, an infinite sort of visual experience as far as skies, planets, and landscapes are concerned, and space, and ships, and all kinds of things. But the practical set was the most immaculate down to it being graffitied and decorated. Every inch of it was, was, was designed. So um, to step onto set, and it's not even the only one that felt like that. The snow-capped world was also, you know, completely detailed. It just felt like you were stepping onto these highly sophisticated amusement park rides in a way, very little being left to the imagination because of how incredible the, the, the design work is from all the de departments. I'm going to Mandalore given for my transgressions. This is the way. It's not a one-piece suit. He's wearing pants. There's such incredible work that's done by Brendan Wayne and by Latif Crowder and, and even others that step into the suit at this point. It's such a collective effort. And the suit ends up doing so much of the work, you know, in terms of um, how bad you look when you put it on. It's impossible not to uh, look cool when you're wearing it. That's very helpful, to be honest with you. It's a fascinating challenge because you don't want to do too little and then too much can go, you know, too far. We were always worried that it could be a little bobbleheady if you're kind of like, you know, talking and moving your head. So. There's been such sort of surgical uh, work done in terms of creating the right portrayal, which also has so much to do with the vocal work as well. And, and it's been this kind of fascinating collaboration with John and Dave Filoni from the beginning. And I can get a little OCD, you know? I can get a little, uh, uh, give me the opportunity to kind of really focus on details. And in this case, it's been such a good thing. And I've been given the space uh, to really kind of want to go over a line again um, because there aren't any lips to match it to. And also gives the opportunity for the writers to finesse the dialogue, um, to create more tension. It's really cool. And also, I guess in other roles, I've never been able to see it so early as far as all of the post is concerned, which on a show like this is so elaborate. It's amazing to kind of start, um, be in a booth with John and with Dave and see stick figure drawings. It's never stick figure drawings because they're always sort of brilliant from the start, but something that is basically suggesting and visually so pedestrian in terms of what it's gonna become and to get to see the process in that regard has been really fascinating. season three. I trust her more than I trust myself. This is the way. And that was the Mandalorian himself, Mr. Pedro Pascal. 
for season three, and I wanted to play that because he really is. You know, yes, yes, everyone, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, but he really is the star of the show. I wanted to point that out. So as always, unpleasant dreams. (laughs) 